G.I. Joe Bird! It's back, ladies and gentlemen. It's back. We're back to doing our own intros live. My goodness. Well done, boys. Round of applause. Yay! It is Ultimate Super EX Plus Alpha Championship Edition Fatality. <laughs> well done, Paul. Jeez. He did it. He did it, ladies and gentlemen. And well, he's having asses? a sip on something nice. I hope everyone's got a beverage. We are G.I. Joe Group. We're back in the mix and we are knocking them back. Uh, yo, Joburg, everybody. Welcome to another episode of G.I. Joe Welcome to another week in this uh, hellish time that we find ourselves in the end of days. Um, it's almost like we are facing a martial arts tournament for the, the fate of the universe. That is yeah. Did I get that right? You got that right. We I believe so. For Earthrealm. Right. The realm. the defenders of Earthrealm. That's correct. And I gotta say, Matt, I, I think you win in terms of uh, titling this episode uh, Mortal Comburg. Sorry, not, uh, not Matt, Gary. Mortal Comburg. I really, really love that. I'm going to put that on screen right now. Everybody has to see <laughs> Speak that. to it. Oh, Comburg. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, for anyone so scratching good. their heads at this point, our theme for episode 218 is G.I. Joe's brief flirtation with Konami. It Con- no, it's not Konami. Who did Acclaim. Mortal Kombat? Oh, gosh, Paul, Midway. you're gonna have to keep me. You have to keep me uh, on rails here. Um, oh, yeah, with the 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 eponymous video game, uh, with its live action integrations and bloodthirsty animations. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Mortal Kombat. It was a game. It was a film. But it was also it was a phenomenon. Beloved three and three quarter inch action figures in the style of GI Joe, put out by Hasbro, but not quite GI Joe. Are these something how... we want to collect? Are these something that we want to avoid? Hopefully, we'll answer some questions tonight. And Today, like, this afternoon, yeah, whenever you listen. This afternoon, yeah, well, whenever you're listening. I think I want to touch on, I, I just want to check if you guys got anything cool this week. Um, mostly because I this did. Idea. So. <laughs> just this idea. Just this idea. That was the coolest idea yes. this week. <laughs> Credit to Rob. This was his idea. He was, what were you doing, Rob? Tell us the story. Well, Okay, so I was I was actually browsing Instagram, and um, in between all of the uh, oh, the beautiful uh, voluptuous uh, Scottish castles um, and the uh, <laughs> desolate uh, you know urban decay picture accounts that I follow, and the GI Joe accounts and the Russian uh, ones cos- cosplayers, <laughs> um, I just I saw a post from the Dragon Fortress, and he kind of had put up all of the, the ninjas from Mortal Kombat. And I was like, wait a minute, these look like G.I. Joe's. And for the life of me, I couldn't remember if I ever knew that G.I. Joe had put out Mortal Kombat figures. And then I kind of, you know, I, I read the article that he put up um, where he's kind of like going through the history of, of Mortal Kombat and and uh, his reviews of all of the ninjas from, from the Mortal Kombat figures. And I'm like, this is crazy. They're G.I. Joe's, but not. They're just basically three and three quarter inch... Uh, figures in the style of gi joe um and i was like this sounds amazing and i just i told the guys like hey guys did you know that there are more comet figures and the paul was like yeah I'm, I'm getting goro and and all of them and 
And then we were like, let's, 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 let's do cool, let's just talk about this. Um, maybe other people don't know about it either. I don't know. Let's find out. Well, other we people at, yeah. perhaps closer to the United States uh, would probably know about this action figure line because it was probably widely distributed and maybe even peg warmerish uh, in the mid 90s. But these figures never reached South Africa. Uh, yeah. We got the 1993 series of Street Fighter G.I. Joes. We got the movie Street Fighter toys, but we didn't get any Mortal Kombat. What is up with that? Am I right in assuming that Mortal Kombat, at least in South Africa, seemed like the kind of malnutritioned little brother <laughs> of Street Fighter? Like Street no. Fighter was serious token um, gobbling. Yeah, uh, and Mortal Kombat was kind of off I mean, to the even side. Even at the local, like no. the little cafes and stuff, there were street fighter things. Oh, Paul yeah, tale, tells no a different idea. tale. Oh, shoot. I have no Joe idea Berg. what it was like for you guys in Cape Town, but in Joburg, <laughs> it was Mortal Kombat country, my dude. Everybody oh. was Mortal Kombat. It was printed piece, you know, old printers with that just printed letters. They didn't print pictures and shit. It was just ASCII <laughs> printers. And those those sheets were being sold by people in my school for two rand with their fatalities on and the secrets. <sighs> And whatever uh, else is, if you had a video game magazine with any of the fatalities or pictures of Mortal Kombat, I can tell you now, I did it. I sold pages out of that thing for two rand, which we photocopied in the media center in my primary school. Mortal Kombat was huge. It was everywhere. And there was actually a Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet just across the street from my, my primary school by the Steers, by the mm. uh, burger joint. And we used to play were you bunking lot. school, bro? Were you bunking? No, man. We would all go there after school, like, uh, and before school started. We like there in the mornings, you know. Tuck, 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 tuck. It was awesome. It was um, okay. Yeah, Mortal that Kombat. That is a dude, stark contrast. I remember when Mortal Kombat Two came out. Okay, I I was at home, and it's crazy how you remember things like this. But I was at home, and David phones me, and he goes, "Dude." um are you still in your school uniform i'm like no he's like good put on your shoes we're going to northgate i'm like why he's like just come and then um and then he's like okay cool no problem and he had just gotten his driver's license so we drive to northgate and there's this queue coming out of the cinema and i'm like what, what? the hell's going on here and it's mortal kombat 2's arcade cabinet had arrived and there's this queue of people playing mortal kombat 2 you know and geez like david was like okay cool we'll let's like we stood in the queue and we waited and whatever's and then him and i would swap out every now and then to go and look at the game to like see what is happening on screen how but it was crowded dude <laughs> like people were bunched up against that machine anything you could do yes people were watching it was like that for like a week it's crazy mortal kombat was okay. huge here in joe well, now we are hyped clearly about <laughs> yeah. this topic let's derail it ever so slightly um i will say this much that that our fondness for mortal kombat actually extended into our kind of role plays because kids on the playground loved to say get over here get over here <laughs> come here <laughs> and and fr freeze each other and stuff like that so you know the 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 moves kind of permeated uh play times uh, a lot further than the actual contact with the game did because i hardly ever played it anyways let's talk new shit anybody got any new toys kicking around please say yes i got something cool outstanding so last week sunday when we were recording um there was a toy fair that was going down in uh, rustenburg <laughs> which is about a good hour and a half drive away from my house um but some guys were there and um they helped me pick up a few things 
So I'm going to show you what I got. Um, so this is one of the first things. Boom, boom. Paul got a snake. Got, Paul got a snake. I got a snake. I got a snake. And it's complete. I've got uh, not shown. Yeah, it's quite, it's like quite minty, actually. It's not yellow or anything. So somebody no. had a snake and obviously needed to get rid of it. So somebody picked, the somebody else picked it up. stickers are dirty, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah. It looks They're over 30 years old. Um, Paul, yes. Rob. Yes. Gents in the chat, um, for a thousand GI Joe book points, can anyone tell me the snake acronym? Pop quiz. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> listeners listening to this in the future um if you've got it in your head well firm pat on the back <laughs> you have no way of proving it to me but i believe you. <laughs> i believe you you are your gi joe fan number one if you can it's remember not, uh, it's not super, super neuro uh, actuation uh, calibration uh, elevator i don't know i, I was gonna I'm say sure. it's yeah, uh, I was I was gonna say, isn't it a super naughty armored killing engine? Whoa, <laughs> that's okay. much better than mine. <laughs> Wrong answers only. No, funny. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like Modoc, like for force, like murder mm. uh, something for killing, of yes. whatever. And it's, it's really strange, but it like kind of fits in murder and killing. Like, home <laughs> home. like this is a really bad thing. Um, not not really to be confused villain. with uh, Modulock. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm gonna take a stab at it, and you're just gonna have to take take me on faith that I'm not <laughs> not cheating here, that I'm really just this much of a nerd. But I think it's system, and then like a, a co not a colon. What is it? A double pint. Rotation mark. That's a colon because the semicolon is the one with, yes, with the yes. dot and the thing. So that's a so colon. So system colon. Neuralizer armored cloaking with a K equipment. Mm. I think no, that's it. No. I think. Cloaking. Uh, I like mine more. <laughs> cloaking. <laughs> cloaking. <laughs> so yes, in the world in the world of strained acronyms, the snake is rated pretty high. God, and then awful. the other thing I got, which is pretty cool, <laughs> is so also bad. this bad boy. <laughs> Ooh, oh my goodness. A, a focus shift uh, to reveal a polar battle bear manned by Snowjob and Sub-Zero. <laughs> no relation right? to Mortal Kombat. No relation <laughs> to this topic. I got this stuff on Tuesday. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so how are so you yeah. enjoying the battle bear? Oh, it's really, really awesome. Except for there's only one thing I hate. And you can see it on this picture. You see right in the front of this picture right here where the missile's supposed to be. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've got both missiles and I haven't lost it. But the damn thing never sticks on. It's so annoying. Do your cannons uh, operate correctly? Do they kind of, yes. are they in, in sync? So, oh, interesting. The problem with the battle bear, uh, yeah. I believe, uh, I don't have first-hand account, but I do have a broken battle bear, so that backs it up, is okay. the fact that those cannons are linked by like a, a flexible plastic bar, but yes. kids who trimmed it off the plastic sprue on christmas day or whenever they got their battle bears um tended to snip that that arm oh no, oh, no. so with the linkage gone of course you got these two limp limp uh, laser cannons kind of basically Flopping pointing in opposite directions yeah 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 oh, no, no good and yeah, that is true cool. of mine, mine are, ah. 
No, mine are so linked. It's awesome. It's such a great toy, actually. I I actually only wish I had snow. That's like and a billion dollars, um, to go with that. Ooh, one. That's it. But uh, hey, if you're gonna Paul, wish, Paul make has sure cunningly right. taken a picture with his bedspread. Uh, <laughs> no, it's actually our couch. Back. It's our couch. Whatever. Yeah, it's Snow White. So, um, yeah, I I I dig it, man. It's uh, it's actually one of those vehicles I've wanted for a while as well. One of those small Joe vehicles that I sort of. I don't know why I wrote it off. I think I wrote it off more because I just felt like maybe it would just be difficult to get hold of or one of those things that it would be nice to get if I can see it. But, hey, I, it was at that show and somebody was like, do you want it? And I'm like, yeah, well, they took photos. And then I was like, that, please, I want that. Does it come with Snowjob? And they're like, yep. And I was like, please, because I really love Snowjob. And um, the Snowjob is in great condition as well. Everything mm. is, is awesome. Um, uh, sadly, Snowjob is missing his XL, uh, XLMR and um, his backpack. I believe he has a backpack, if memory serves, mm -hmm. with his skis and his ski poles. So he doesn't have that. But that's okay. So he doesn't have I, anything. No. <laughs> just the figure. He's got, he's got yeah. his battle bear. So, Very in fact, um, the seller thought that this was the driver of the polar battle bear. And I'm like, well, easy yes, mistake to make. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then Sub-Zero was just a bonus purchase. Um, Steve, I think you uh, were part of that conversation. I, I seller had um, Sub-Zero and Dusty for sale. And uh, <laughs> I got Sub-Zero. Polar opposites. Yeah, so <laughs> that was cool. That also arrived this week. And so I was like, yay, ice team assemble, snow team assemble. And yay, I've got one of these now. So yippee. Also, some cool news, um, just worth mentioning, um, is... When I was in the toy shop quickly this morning to look for Motu stuff, because the new Motu wave has been spotted in South Africa, so Mosquito and all of that stuff. Um, I haven't got any Motu stuff, sadly. But I did see these little bad boys on the shelf. Micro machines. Hey, that takes me mm. back. It does, but have you taken a closer have you taken a closer look at those micro machines put out by Hasbro recently? Mm, they're not they're issue? not as cool as the Galoob ones, in my opinion. They look uh, like trash. They're very <laughs> I, I, I don't need to yeah. get them in hand to know what a enormous departure from the original Galoob quality these toys are. They look like a knockoff brand, which is sad. It's uns it's unsettling to me because it has the classic Micro Machines badge with the blue, the yellow, the pink. Um. So it's it's and it's got the the tagline. Think big, play small. All yeah, it needs I, is that 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 Guinness Book of Records holding dude, rest in peace. I can't remember his name, but the oh, man who speaks. Blur. You know. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the guy voice blur, of course. Yes. Yeah. For a second, I thought we were still talking about um, British uh, Britpop bands. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> British Britpop bands. She's have another swig of coffee, Stephen. Um, I'm operating on a comfortable forty percent, boys. Always. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, um, yes, so the guy voice blur, whatever his name was, that guy. John so, Mishima, um, thank you, Matt. Hey, he's come to our so, rescue. Hey, so the pricing on these is quite interesting. These three packs um, are like 150 bucks, which I think is like uh, $10, $11, more or less. Crikey. And the five pack uh, pictured on the left there is 350 bucks. And it comes with mm. a little bit of what you can't really see properly is the background behind the little toys behind the cars is actually a plastic background. And I believe you can link these all together and link them to the play sets and whatever, which I think is quite a novel idea. 
uh, uh, mind you, but it's 350 bucks. This is, um, if I compare it to the Jada toys, which I have been seeing in the toy stores, um, there's a Batman set and a Fast and the Furious set. I think they're surprised you haven't three. gotten the Batman set yet. I'm also surprised. Oh, yeah, it's the Cusa Checkers. Every time I want to get one, uh, the Cusa Checkers are too long, and I'm like, oh. And there's quite a lot of them in stock, but I will get them. Uh, but they're like 120 bucks for that little three pack. And they're much, they're detailed better and the scale is actually better on them. Although let's not be uh, mean to micro machines. They've always had that cute fatness to them that I've loved. But um, this was just a blast from the past to see micro machines on the shelves again. Um, I, I know that as a kid, I had plenty of these. I've got like two small boxes full of them and I had some of the play sets. I loved micro machines. So my dad also enjoyed micro machines because he liked um, just, you know, talking about some old car that I had in micro machine form. <laughs> anyway, now I've got a question for all of us um, out there. And this is just before I hand it over to Steve. I've there's an item that's recently been listed on bid or buy. It is <sighs> a complete boxed dreadnought cycle. OK, action force with a G.I. Joe sticker slapped over it. Um, of course. <laughs> and I am wondering if I should get it uh, because it would be a nice birthday present to myself. Who feel geld, my bro? It's a thousand eight hundred and ninety-five, and because I know Withers, I'm sure I could speak to him and maybe get a small discount. Look, if you yeah, if you approach someone off-site, because obviously bid or buy, and just like eBay, they have their markup. You can hopefully get it direct, less the markup. I know I do that with Withers Amusements. What's his name? Yes. Heinrich. Hein. That's Heinrich. Yeah. Hein. Yep. That sounds pretty good, Paul, actually. I mean, it is actually pretty just good. Just checking hey? on eBay, the only one I can find is a mint and sealed box for 4,000 Rand. <laughs> Maybe so... that's someone, you know, kind of being crazy with the pricing. But um, but on average, Look, the cycle seems to go for about four to 700 Rand. Unboxed. Yeah, but then remember, if I have to get it unboxed, I still oh. got to ship it here. So it's going to end up so, being about Oh my God. Price. Someone oh. is asking 24,000 Rand for a Dreadnought Cycle mint and sealed box. Crazy. Oh. Look, you never know when oh. an oil sheik with a G.I. Joe addiction just happens <laughs> to browse eBay <laughs> and clicks buy yeah. oh, i feel like i've been kicked in the nuts that's just twenty four thousand rand for the dreadnought cycle come on maybe, maybe i'll, maybe I'll, I'll list one. my tomahawk and, and see if i get any bites i mean that's hilarious a <laughs> hundred thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so i'm thinking i should do it like i mean i'm already halfway there and i mean it's it's kind of an obscure vehicle but the the, the bonus is, is that i love the dreadnoughts and um I think it would be it would go quite nicely with my collection. Plus, it can make for a fun like unboxing video for everybody as well. Like we can do an unboxing live stream. <laughs> Just like the photo viper, hey Mike, he's been um, uncarding quite a few toys recently. Shout I love out it. to you, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Anyone who has an OCD about uh, keeping carded figures on card, uh, best look away. But we yeah. appreciate the ride, so thank you, photo viper. They must be freed. So, yeah, so, so that's that's a possibility for my future. That's a that's a future self birthday present there, um, and yeah, I think I'm I think I'm definitely going to do it. Uh, I just wanted to see what what uh, you. Guys I think, think it's a fantastic idea, at least based on the pricing I can see. Um, that sounds very reasonable. And as Stephen said, if you can talk to the guy directly, you can probably get it for even cheaper. 
Yeah, so mm-hmm. gonna make it so. But cool, guys. Um, that's enough from me and my cool new plastic. Uh, Robbie, what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you playing? Uh, so this week, this week, Netflix added a whole bunch of shows. Sorry, I'm always mm. going on about Netflix because it's the only thing that I watch these days. Hey, YouTube. dude, it's a good game. It's good it game. is. It's good shit. It's good shit. They added. Okay, I haven't gotten back into it yet, but they put Avatar: and The Last Airbender on our local Netflix. Um, so cool. They did the other one, which I'm not going to watch. <laughs> um, what is it called? Cory, Corinne, Cora, Legend yeah. of Cora. Yeah, the sequel. It's okay. It's, it's okay. But they added Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yes. <laughs> so I've started to watch Seinfeld again. It is, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's such a good show. And the humor still holds up so well. It's just, it's the situations you create are just so interesting. Um, and ridiculous. And ridiculous. And and so it is so painful to actually watch them going through these things it's just like it's like the very first episode like seinfeld um that george is helping him you know to try and figure out the signals from this woman who's going to come um visit him in in new york and then he's like telling him no she's not interested she's not interested and then like oh she's going to stay over and then then seinfeld brings out that extra mattress and he's like yeah you know maybe she wants to sleep there and george is like the signals the signals and then, like, he's got her over there. She's, like, turning the lights down, taking her shoes off. And then she gets a phone call. And then, like, it turns out she's engaged. <laughs> and he's just sitting there. Oh, you're engaged. Ah, you're engaged. And we're, we're going on a boat ride tomorrow for five hours. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. All right. Drop down into the comments and and let us know if you've been strung along, uh, read the signals wrong, as it were, and wound up in a situation like that. My goodness. (laughs) I'm trying to think. Have I? Yeah, probably. Friend zone, big time. Oof, 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 oof. Mm. Guys, did anyone catch the Springboks finally, finally ending that 10 match winning streak the All Blacks had? Hey, I felt I proud of you, South that, African, last night. It, it was absolutely amazing to hear about it. That is incredible. So they lost, yeah. and then they won against them. Mm-hmm. That is, that's good. Yep, yep. Mash break down, dick. Exactly, exactly. Miracles do happen. I've been listening to a lot <laughs> of podcasts this past week. Anything with oh. G.I. Joe in it gets a, a listen from me. Um, <laughs> that's not to say that there's a low bar of quality because I'd like to praise anything Joe's. I was about to say high, anything Joe's. Sorry. High production values, man. Like, yeah. they reviewed probably one of my favorite, like, it's in my top five. One of my favorite um, issues of G.I. Joe, Real American Hero. Issue number nine, The Diplomat. Profound impact it had on me. But anyways, it's not about me. It's about the fact that Greg, in his edits, like puts in sound effects like machine guns ticking time bombs um air aircraft noises he does like a kind of an effect on his voice every time he's he's speaking as cobra commander like via a um i don't know telephone or holographic projection um wonderful kind of reminds me of like the effort i used to make on gi joe burger <laughs> <laughs> but power to them that is incredible work so greg and jaren well done boys uh love your show and i also love the fact that um that greg from anything joe's and and gary v from our own uh, berg force 
happen to be in the live studio audience on G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Due Years, which is another G.I. Joe podcast. These guys come out once a month and they're basically taking a look at the, the G.I. Joe relaunch from the 2000s, you know, the Image mm. Comics with Josh Blaylock um, comics. Uh, so they're reviewing them in turn and it's always amusing to me to have what, two G.I. Joe podcasters on a third podcaster's channel because Gary's got the m motor pool p uh, chaplain assistance motorpod. That's it. <laughs> I did it. I did it, guys. 40%. I did it. I um, and, and of course, Greg's on anything Joe. So, and I'm wondering, I'm scratching my head, wondering this whole time, like, do the guys, Yard Sale Artist and, and Weasel Skull from uh, G.I. Joe Chronicles, do they know that they've got other podcasters like on their show? <laughs> it's always very amusing to me like yeah yeah yeah. anyways that's me that's what i've been doing oh and i beat Pretty myself cool. up by watching a video i shot back in 2016 where i was in singapore and saw carded toxo viper or toxo zombie <laughs> for, oh I, I freeze freeze framed it when i had the, the price sticker in frame <sighs> 25 singapore dollars that's two, 250 rand word. It's less than eighteen US. Oh, oh no! Idiot! Idiot! Why, dude? I'm so sorry. Not I, even four years ago. I remember you ago. even asking me. Like, I remember you sending me a message and going, "Should I get it?" And I was like, "Well, of course." I said yes. <laughs> and I, I remember you did. our buddy Dan Shemansky saying, "Like, even if you don't want to, like, take it off the card, buy it because you could flip it, you know." And then, well, whatever. Spilt yeah, milk, gentlemen. Exactly. <laughs> Hardly. No, look, it's not a high value figure, but it's not a El Cheapo either. And to get it anyways, let me not wallow because that's unbecoming. Uh, oh, I've also been watching The Tick, the live action Tick on oh, cool. Amazon. It's it's good. It's funny. It's kind of bottled up that irreverent humor from the, the cartoon show from back in the day. I, I mean, love the original live action. So What? The original yeah. live action? There was a, a a live action done with, and I I've, his name has just escaped me. But um, it's uh, if you guys have ever watched the third Men in Black, it's um, Jay Jay's partner in the very beginning. I can't remember the name of that actor, but he's so good. Oh, but he yeah. he does the tick so well. And in that series, there's a uh, Batman. Well, it is I, Batman. Well, <laughs> and I love him. And that would be the mayor of uh, Gotham in batman begins or is it dark knight uh, that guy batman well would go on to go and play the mayor uh well he would do a performance of the mayor in um, batman begins batman dark knight anyway i just thought uh -huh. that was quite funny <laughs> i need uh, to track that down i had no idea there was an earlier tick animated uh, live action show was that from the 90s i think it was early 2000s actually I think It'd I read about it in night. either Wizard or Toy Fair magazine. You that probably rings a bell. Did, yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. And then there's Liberty Bell and everything. I loved that series. That was very good. <laughs> so, and so you reckon the one on Amazon is pretty good then? Uh, I've only watched one episode, but I enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's very much from Arthur's perspective. And maybe that was always mm. the case. Within the first episode, it leaves it ambiguous as to whether or not the tick is actually there or if it's a figment of Arthur's imagination. Oh, so a little bit of a fight club mind game going on there. That's interesting. 
Yeah. Mm. Pale, I, I've just watched this little anime called uh, Demon Slayer. And I say little anime because to me it's just a little anime, but I believe it's quite a phenomenon. Um, it's on Netflix. Uh, I've gotten through all 26 episodes uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's quite a good story. Uh, suffers from the, the typical melodrama that that style of anime does tend to have. People shouting and screaming and being emotional and whatever, which is fine, but I just always find that anime takes that to 11 sometimes, uh, which can be a little bit like irritating to be fair, but um, overall great story, cool characters. Um, it's got a nice martial arts sort of vibe to it, which I enjoy. So I've been enjoying that um, as well as Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, oh, since, yeah. So since um, Seinfeld, because I was watching it a bit on Amazon and then they took it off and then it reappeared on Netflix and it's kind of like Celia and Mai's, uh go-to show to watch while we're watching or making dinner because it's just cool to have Seinfeld in the background and enjoy his humor. <laughs> kind of feels like a weeknight in the late 90s, no? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Takes, takes you back. Mm. Mm. Well, that was what I was thinking about like just the other day, the epiphany of like how shows like the A-Team, Knight Rider, I mean, the episodes were pretty Night unremarkable. Court. And oftentimes, like... It was referential to itself. Like, hey, this episode of the A-Team I'm watching feels a lot like an episode of the A-Team that I watched. You know, <laughs> it's like, wow, this is cookie cutter stuff. It's the same shit retreaded. But it's almost not about the plot. These shows just kind of washed over us uh, as, as youngsters. And it didn't matter what they were doing. It was just an opportunity to spend the better half better part of an hour with these characters that we enjoyed like there was a sense of occasion to like oh it's six o'clock on a saturday run into the lounge turn on the tv and so yeah i guess the point i'm trying to make is like were there any standout episodes of those shows or was it just like uh you know just a comforting thing to have on and in that same sense, is it not just the same? Like, we're tapping into that nostalgia by just re-watching it now. Like, we don't hang on every word or, like, have favorite episodes. But we put it on because it is of enormous comfort to us. Anyways, I don't know where I'm going with that observation. I guess I'm just saying, like, I get you. The need to watch retro TV is strong. Yeah, it's, it's comforting. This is G.I. Joburg. <laughs> the place where retro survived. Heck yeah. But if everyone's cleared out the ledger in terms of uh, new shit and what they're reading, watching, or playing, how about we play a little more? Mortal hey. Kombat! Hey. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> Raiden. Johnny Cage. Paul, Sub lead the charge. Zero. Cool. What so, is the um, plot? What is the plot of Mortal Kombat? I know it's a fighting game, so plot is almost irrelevant. It's just about you beating your opponent, but so, there is a, some semblance of a plot to this thing. So, so like Mortal Kombat is really interesting because it's exactly that. It's just a fighting game, but because of the sort of fact that it became such a, a cultural phenomenon or pop culture phenomenon, um, it 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 sort of needed more than that so you know comic books came out and you know even in the in the game they sort of alluded to this like great story that's going on and the great story in mortal kombat is that uh once every like 100 years or something 
uh, a champion from each realm is chosen to fight in Mortal Kombat, and that's to defend the realm. You know, that's to protect your realm. So Earth Realm will defend its champions, uh, will choose its champions, and then it will defend itself from all the other realms. In this case, Outworld, the realm of Outworld. So basically, in the original Mortal Kombat, uh, some of these guys were assembled, and they go up again against Shang Tsung, and yeah, and then they basically fight for the fate of you know the planet of Earth, of you know uh, Earth Realm, and it's really just that simple. But it gets really, really complex when you look at the characters. It gets more and more interesting because you got characters like Sub Zero, who in the first game uh, he is a bad guy, and in the second game. He's a good guy. Uh, well, actually, should I say in the third game, he's actually a good, ga- a good guy. Uh, because the previous one was his brother. And then there's Scorpion, who was also a, good, uh, a bad guy, but actually was a good guy that became a bad guy because of everything and then became a good guy again. It gets really, really, really crazy. But let's just focus on the major things. Shao Kahn, Outworld, bad. Earthrealm, good guys. Adenia, sort of in between there, also good guys. Um mostly just an excuse to put people in ninja outfits and make them do cool moves and scream a lot and yeah and it's but it has got a realm i mean it, it, it's got law and it's crazy because they did cartoons they did a great cartoon series in the late 90s uh, which i quite enjoyed actually um they did the movies uh and i still reckon the first mortal kombat movie holds up as one of the better video game to film adaptations um it <laughs> sort of runs with it but <laughs> Rob, did we but, see it together? Um, I'd like to think we did. Um, Maynard, Maynard Mall. I think it was, yeah. I do remember spilling right out me. into the, the Maynard Mall parking lot afterwards and, I don't know, just pretending to be Scorpion versus Sub-Zero, that sort of thing. <laughs> like, those were, the, those were the guys that really spoke to us. I, mm. We had no interest in Johnny Cage or anyone, really. Like, it was just the two guys that looked like they were in kind of ninja outfits with the superpowers, Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, I just... It was the like, most interesting... Yeah, I mean, they they just had something cool. They looked cool. It's kind of like the Snake Eyes effect, I guess. You know, yeah. they're the mm. coolest looking characters on screen and they have really cool abilities that are easy to kind of connect with and kind of reproduce for yourself. Yeah, didn't then Sub Zero out... get killed like a bitch in in the film? In the f- yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, damn. But that's also like what's interesting because in Mortal Kombat, there's also the Scorpion versus Sub Zero angle because they have their two um, uh, clans. I think the I think uh, Scorpions is called the Shinto Ryu or something like that, and then um, Sub Zero rep- represents the Lin Kuei. And they've like had a rivalry, and so they like mortal enemies. Now they're sworn to like fight forever because basically Scorpion wants revenge for um, the fact that uh, the member, a member from the Lin Kuei killed his family, which is um, Sub Zero. And then later on, like you find out that Sub Zero, the the Sub Zero that died in the first game, is actually Smoke uh, or Noob. No, it's Noob Sabot, and. Yeah, it's just, there's all kinds of mad lore in there. And what they did is, uh, and I thought this was really great, is um, in Mortal Kombat 10, or X if you prefer, they actually did a bit of a retcon. So they, they sort of rebooted the series um, in, a, in, a, in a way that kind of makes it fit in um, to the normal continuity. And they sort of gave everybody their, their like spots, 
a bit of a spotlight their their space on the stage and told us their story and showed us who the good guys are and the bad guys are and it's pretty cool i mean uh i i actually don't think that when they originally created mortal kombat that they thought it was going to be this crazy but they used to have these little smatterings of story in the arcade about um this character when uh, like cabal for example cabal's story and i don't know why cabal's sticks with me but Anyway, he is a survivor of when uh, Outworld spilled onto Earth. So when Shao Kahn took over Earth. Um, and so he's like horribly disfigured and whatever. And also his family or something have been massacred. And so he wears all of that stuff to keep him alive so that he can fight and get his revenge. And just that little bit there was like horrifying at the time. It was like, wow. You know, so hordes of these things came and just killed people left, right and center when they spilled onto Earth. I mean, it's horrifying, actually. Um, well, look, the but... gameplay is horrifying. The big appeal to Mortal Kombat was that, you know, Street Fighter was these cartoon characters pummeling each other with no oh, conceivable... Yeah. yeah, they got a bloody nose in the kind of the, the, the end screen of the fight. Um, but in Mortal Kombat, you're taking people's heads off. Yeah, you're doing yeah, exactly. absolutely insane, crazy. And they, they just went to the other extreme. They were just super violent and absolutely... You you shouldn't play this as a kid. <laughs> yeah. So let's but make them into toys. Exactly. Yeah. For kids. But that's the thing. So like, I don't know if the toys are... Because if I look at the, the design on the toys, I mean, obviously, uh, Hasbro did a lot of uh, sort of uh, kid bashing, um, Frank and Joeing, right? But there mm. is some new sculpt in there. And a, a lot of the new sculpt, especially the heads of the, of the Lin Kuei style ninjas, so the um, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Smoke, they actually look a lot like their comic book counterparts from the Malibu comic. And also, by extension, sort of like how they did in the cartoon. So I, I wonder if the Mortal Kombat toy, toy line was actually sort of uh, designed to coincide with the animated series, if that makes any sense. Because that would, that would be like a smart thing for Hasbro to do. Like, don't just make toys based on an ultra-violent video game that kids are not allowed to play. And on top of that, let's not forget that the that the the game actually garnered a lot of controversy, and it was pretty much the final nail in the coffin when it came to age restrictions on video gaming. I mean, before Mortal Kombat, um, there were questionable games and games, or should I say, there were games with questionable content. Uh, but Night Trap and Mortal Kombat would go quite far into um, you know getting age restrictions put onto games. Um, in fact, I think the uh, the formation of the ESRB, that's the electronic safety ratings board or whatever it is in America, they formed on the backbone of the controversy that was caused because of Mortal Kombat and Night Trap. And um, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, so that so I'd imagine Hasbro did follow the cartoon. It's the kind of the point I'm trying to make. I don't think they would have gone with the controversy of the video game, like made a toy to go with the video game, if that makes sense. Yeah, but in 1995, kind of they went with the movie editions. So yes. they... they the movie was definitely what they were kind of hitching the action figure wagon to. And, you know, you finally had the opportunity to get a Christopher Lambert uh, action figure. <laughs> I was, I, that's one of, my, one of my things I was going to say. You can finally have him as an action figure. I am he's, he's Colin McLeod of the Clan McLeod. With Ken's head. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, unfortunately, he did have Ken's, Ken Master's head. So there are crossovers within crossovers here. You got this three-way junction between GI Joe, Mortal Kombat, and Street Fighter. But uh, 
Jojo.com, rest in peace, um, makes special, em- a, a, a special mention of the movie edition Shang Tsung is a figure that no G.I. Joe collector should be without. What does that even mean? Well, let's take a closer look at the Shang Tsung figure. Now, this figure is repurposed as Shang Tsung for the movie line, but actually, this is a shot at what we could have had in the G.I. Joe line had it continued into 1995. This is Ninja Commando's Budo. I was about to say it's Budo. <laughs> it's, yeah, does it give you that vibe? Budo, Budo. Budo, 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 son. Budo, 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 Budo. Hey. <laughs> so, okay. Cool you're, Damn. It's a very cool toy. So, that must rank pretty highly in terms of uh, everybody's favorite Mortal Kombat action figure, if this is your thing indeed. Um, Paul, Rob, what are the must buys? Uh, are there any? Is this a, a subset that you gonna... prize? So I was gonna say, let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's, mm, let's we jump into a portal and teleport ourselves to nineteen ninety. What is it, four or five? When these toys were out on the toy shelves, and you guys um, were given, you've got your pocket money. I don't know how much that is. Maybe you did lots of chores and stuff, and you got hundred and fifty rand pocket money. So I, I don't mm. know. I know that here in Joburg, um, uh, talking commandos, GI Joe would cost you about. 50 bucks um uh but i and i think street fighter i I could be wrong here i think they're about 20 or 25 rand for the street fighter gi joes so that's your budget so like how many uh which of these mortal kombat characters would you have bought if you saw them on the shelves as a kid in 1995 with 150 rand burning in your pocket for mortal kombat goodness pull the money really like throws the topic off because i we had this <laughs> argument offline that 150 rand in cape town took you a little bit further in terms of toy purchases like i remember mm. in the mid 90s a 30 rand price point figure was a spider-man animated series toy figure yeah toy yeah, that's about, yeah that tracks here as well so okay yeah. so like if you dodge your mind back like two years to when the eco warriors were on shelves like they were, I'm gonna say, twelve, not not even twenty bucks. Eco uh, eco warriors, really? Mine were yeah. about. I remember. I feel they, like they, they were cheaper here in Cape Town. Yeah, the, ours were about um, twenty five rand. So the air commanders with the gliders, that was about fifty bucks. Those were fifty so bucks. I, yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. that your 150 rand uh, metric would probably get you five. Okay. <laughs> All no, of we... the whole collection and the vehicles. Okay. But if so we are gonna cru- do if we are gonna do a top three, let's just keep let's it. Let's do it a top, top three then. You're gonna beg your mother for three, three toys. Them. You now. have enough money, your parents, your mom or your dad said you can buy three of these. Which well, three I love me this sort of blue crystalline sub zero from the oh, movie that's line. a fantastic one. Um in reading the Dragon Fortress's um article that he did on the ninjas for Mortal Kombat that is also his favorite and it, it's he comes really with soft great. goods he comes with he, soft goods look at him he's, he's he's dressed he's ready to go to the you know to the bathroom and kill some people <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ninjas. he is it is a bit of a poncho as opposed to like the more form-fitting kind of i don't know what, what do you call that kind of tunic that we see ninjas wearing 
particularly I, Sub-Zero. I'm trying to remember the name. It's not a Joe. It's Anyways, um, the soft goods don't anyway, exactly yeah. translate. And I'm not a fan necessarily of the, um, the Shadow Ninja's translucent weapons. But when you consider Sub-Zero's power and the fact that in the 2021 Mortal Kombat film, which I still haven't seen, but it's in the trailer, he actually fashions blades out of ice. Like yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. all these of a sudden, these crazy. translucent weapons are awesome. I kind of almost wish they had like frosty, like icicles, you know, awkwardly, not awkwardly. Like you know, I wish there was a bit of extra detail. I wish the blades weren't as clean as they are um, molded. Um, I want them to kind of have frosting and little, little jagged little edges and whatnot. A little bit of thinners yeah. would do that for you. Yeah, just spot, just drop a, <laughs> drop, put a, a, a couple of drops in there. And frost up nicely. Paul, considering how you screwed up your childhood collection, you do not get to dole out any advice on how to doctor my toys. <laughs> Everything that well, I did why was do, reversible. Where do you think I learned all that shit? <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my first blood. Um, give me one, Rob. What's your number? Well, one? Oh, your uh, number three. Well, my number three. Well, my number one. Well, unfortunately, yeah, it's also some zero. But I think yeah. the number two or number three would probably be actually I would love to have a Christophe Lambert figure. Um, it's it's ridiculous because it's not one of the best figures in the line, and as Paul pointed out, it's Ken's head. But <laughs> just the idea of owning a Christopher Lambert figure is just awesome to me. <laughs> I think that would be really really cool because and like the ninjas came... are all amazing, but like he came with a tunic as well, so didn't different. he? Yeah, look at that. It, although the, his looks more plastic, though. I think they, they cut a few corners with him because of his hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is oh, it a hat? Is that? I think it is he's... a hat. You can probably wear it and he throws it. <laughs> I thought it was like a blast effect. Anyways, he comes uh, with a translucent shield-looking thing, which Rob believes he could wear it as a hat. <laughs> heck, yeah. I think he can. I'll, I I'll put it, that on I, I, also, I also second it could be a hat. Look, because it's a good looking sculpt, to be honest. Is the character itself, often, I mean, obviously not in the movie because you needed to see Christophe Lambert's face. But I mean, you know, uh, uh, traditionally he always has the, or at least the original version of him had the hat on. Like that was a big mm. feature or at least big part of his look. <laughs> we are really taking shots in the dark, man. We should have invited <laughs> Dustin from Dragon Fortress onto the show. Damn it. We should have done that. Oh, well, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Guys, if you want to check out his excellent article, the link will be down below. So scroll on down and, and read some awesome, awesome 90s love. Um, Paul, give me a number yes. one. Number three, whatever. Number th no, okay. no, no order. Tell us one. Okay, well, I'll, this is not the first one I'm going to grab off the shelves. So I'm going to save it like this would be the one I would... Like, I mean, I like, I'm, I'm trying to convince my mom to get these, right? So I've got two that I definitely want. And then this is my third one. This is the like, okay, this will be a nice bonus if I could walk out of the store with this one. Um, Kano. And no, uh, <laughs> although, not, it, although not bad. It's a cool figure. I just hate Kano. Like, um, and I'm not going to go for What, does he play like the... shit? I mean, no, the he's just he's an asshole, Kano's man. He's like, cool. he, I've, just, I've just always thought like he was just an ass. Like, I'm just like <laughs> no. Um, but also, like, I would have been like, yeah, Liu Kang. And then I would have looked at him and been like, why does Liu Kang look like Razor Ramon from WWF? <laughs> yeah, Liu Kang uh, would probably be my 
would be probably the one of the worst figures in this line because he doesn't look <laughs> so, anything like Liu Kang. No, he looks like Razor Ramon from WWF. It's like really <laughs> disappointing. But my first choice would be, uh, well, my third choice would be Raiden, uh, Loida. Because, the original or the Christoph Lambert one? No, the the original with the with straw hat. Um, ah. Yeah, so it wouldn't be from the movie line, but I think he's such a cool looking figure, and and also like Raiden's story or Raiden, or Loida, if you prefer. I think it's more correct for the pronunciation. I apologize, but he's <laughs> You're way too cool, is, Paul. Way too cool. Uh, you know too much. Um, so the whole vibe <laughs> behind him is is like the only reason he looks like that is because that's actually on the uh because gods are not allowed to compete in mortal Kombat, but because he knows shang sung is going to cheat he basically takes over the body <laughs> of of just a, a a regular passerby there on the island <laughs> so mm. that's why he well, looks that explains like he why christopher lambert was recast in uh annihilation <laughs> no because he can Didn't essentially he? take on any form he wants yeah because he's a god uh, he's not an elder god but he's a god he's a you know the god of thunder so but how do you explain the fact that he's got a uh, paint application on his wrists <laughs> like go, goes over a costume element i got don't these know these kind of I raised think, triangles i think they should have just painted those white with the rest of the outfit i think it would have looked cool but i like that toy and um uh, the, the cool thing about uh, about raiden is that he doesn't need any weapons to be cool so you could actually just have a lot of fun with him just like that i would have had so much fun with him especially when he has the whole like dive thing these figures were first put in my crosshairs thanks to Cobra lang and his tale mm. of two ninja yeah excellent play motion uh some months back gosh maybe even a year ago now um yeah this epic story of well it's storm shadow and and tiger force outback teaming up to take on this massive clan of evil ninjas and mm. even brainwashed gi joe ninjas so yeah the the um the mortal Kombat street fighter guys definitely saw a lot of play ah who raiden else do so i like cool. raiden is cool is it raiden raiden oh no the controversy raged when it came to the metal gear solid character but uh, yeah. i can't deny what uh <laughs> <laughs> the, the gauntlet that yojo.com has thrown down. I'm gonna have to pick that up and say, yeah, Shang Tsung, the Ninja Commandos Budo, is a pretty sharp figure. Damn. I don't. I don't even mind the unpainted uh, shuriken on his lapel. Um, yeah. The fact that they've got gold accents on his armor in the front, pretty, and the details are spot on. Like this is. As 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 Yojo.com put it, it's a sort of a glimpse at what could have been. Um, and it's a and very it's probably, nice head sculpt. My goodness. And it's probably one of the only ones that w wasn't like as kit-bashed as the other ones. Because obviously this was mm. a... It's a fresh design. It was something original they were going to yeah. release. They put in the tooling dollars thinking that G.I. Joe would last forever like Lego and Playmobil. Little did we know. Anyways, gentlemen, uh, Robert, uh, give me another one. one. I think I think something to get that would just be because it's so different um, would be a Goro um, because oh, he's the, great. The the what do you even call it? The way that they've made him is just fascinating. It's impressive, um, hey. 
that you could you could fit in all four arms and it actually doesn't look too hokey Crap. it doesn't look <laughs> yeah. wrong um and they've you know they've actually they, i mean i think with this line and with the street fighter line they obviously knew where they needed to put their money in creating new sculpts um you know to be able to actually make it a little bit different and to envision certain characters that 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 they had to sculpt differently and he's definitely one of the ones where they where they obviously made completely brand new stuff um i think the only bad thing about him is probably that you know he's kind of like his crotch area the way his legs move but <laughs> does he you pose know, well paul yeah he does actually he's a he's a fun toy um i mean mm. i i got him at kokomo so amazing so at kokomo and i was like yeah goro <laughs> <laughs> i mean and how obscure you got the- like did you get the the initial release or the movie version, which I think the one is a that, bit darker? The one that you're looking mm. at now is the one that I've got. So Beautiful. On, on what a yeah. great head sculpt, my goodness. Right? He's just Amazing and I, toy. And, I, and, um, <laughs> Check how the loincloth kind of... The loincloth gathers, like, so there's flesh peeking out on either side of the loincloth. <laughs> so Ooh, it doesn't, it doesn't kind of... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's beginning it lines, nicely waxed. It doesn't... Um, coincide with the t-crotch so there's flesh on the t-crotch like it's it's interesting but it's i suppose as best an approximation to his video game appearance as they could because they really want to put in the 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 effort this is a completely unique figure isn't it or they're parts from lobotomax yeah i don't know i've I've never really held lobotomax in hand (laughs) true 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 but uh that goro is a lot of fun and he came with some gold weapons yeah my one came with some gold weapons in his baggie i got some butterfly butterfly knife or butterfly sword was actually yeah anyway depends on how you want to phrase it butterfly blades whatever and your steve what is your what is your 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 next pick I'd be an idiot to not pick Goro as well. I mean, what a mm. unique toy. There's no getting past that. Yep. I think that's me, gents. I'm spent. Rob, how about you, bro? So I chose the sub movie Sub Zero, uh, Movie Raiden, and Goro. I'm spent too, actually. I think we, right. we're waiting for Paul to reveal his, his final choice because he already owns Goro. So yeah. what would the next one be? <laughs> uh, it's going to be next so year, boring. Actually. <laughs> it's going to be so boring, but I would go for Sub-Zero, um, the, the blue one the, from, the, from the original line, because he just looks cool. He just looks like Sub-Zero. He's great. And then my number one pick there would be Scorpion. Like, if I saw Scorpion on the shelf as a kid, even now, if I had seen him in Kokomo, I probably would have grabbed Scorpion as well, um, because I love Scorpion. He's, he was my favorite character from when I was a kid, and he has sort of um you know stay true and i i think he just looks great he just looks like such a cool ninja it's like even uh you know we had ninja force figures but they didn't have you know they had all of the play features and stuff that sort of messed them up a little bit in terms of their playability but these ninjas are so well made they're just so fun and i love Mm. that that upper body sculpt it's awesome isn't that slices upper body sculpt which says to me that slices uh torso it slices legs, um, crotch, and torso, which yeah. says to me that he probably gimps the articulation a bit. He probably has those two stops that it's prevent possible. him from, from swiveling at the waist. Yeah, um, get over here. <laughs> which isn't insurmountable. You can always sand those down or nip them off, as I did on my Ninja Force guys. But 
you might be onto something there, Paul, because the little that I do know about Mortal Kombat, I do know that the creator has a very firm favorite place held by uh, Scorpion. Scorpion is somewhat of his, his, it's his favorite creation. Not mm. so? Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, I Back, think John yeah. Tobias is a big fan of, of Scorpion. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking about a Japanese fella. Oh no no no! It's um, the the guys who made the the Mortal Kombat game. They're American. Yeah, they're they're totally American. John Tobias okay. and uh, Ed Boon. Yeah, that's why nice. there's a character called Noob uh, Noob Cybot, because Noob Cybot is Boon and Tobias's surname's flipped around. Word. Uh, ah. Yeah. Going deep into the lore today. Boom. Such um, a cool character. Anybody want to have a word mm -hmm. on um, the Mortal Kombat combat cycle? <laughs> no, no. Which is the Ninja Force lightning cycle done up uh, with different stickers and less neon. Yeah, it, it looks it's cool. It's less neon. That's that, that something cool. in his favor. Mm. I wonder if the front forks broke as easily. Probably. I yeah. suspect they did. <laughs> Guys, um, MCDJ ACDC just brings up something here. He says, "His ninjas stay sealed, locked in their Minton sealed cards forever until the glue wears off." Now, interesting. <laughs> I saw a post the other day where somebody, I think they were talking about the Mortal Kombat figures. Uh, I think it was Mortal Kombat figures, or but they they put their figure in the fridge, their Ninja Force figure in the fridge for for the ice powers or something not not for the ice powers just because they thought it'd be cool to freeze that character in ice so i think mm. it had to do with mortal kombat but the ice had actually cracked the glue so the two upper torso halves had fallen apart had come uh, come apart from each other i, well, I guess that's really one way to do, do wanna, it i really want to try this and i'm actually on a mission to try and get a cheap local ninja force figure like for 100 200 bucks to actually try this out and see if it works because I have a feeling it may actually work. Um, but if I break the figure, then oh well, <laughs> it's just another Street Fighter toy <laughs> that I've destroyed. <laughs> you know? having, having, having taken one apart myself, I'm convinced that those torso halves are sonic welded. It's not like a, uh, a Zartan family figure. Those uh, figures, like it's it's a it's a glue on those figures that can be worked, can be popped, can be heated, cooled. You know, you can you can do less invasive things to weaken the bond and ultimately take those two halves apart. But Ninja Force is something else, man. I think mm -hmm. to stop anyone from tampering and, and ha losing the springs and breaking the mechanism by separating those two halves, Hasbro, in their infinite wisdom, Decided to Sonic weld those two halves together. They are well, fused they saved themselves, down the seam. They, they they saved themselves from a lot of uh, lawsuits with that. I mean, can you imagine? So. And broken toys in, on on the basis most simplistic of um, arguments. They valued the bloody play feature over the longevity of these toys. And can you blame them? Who knew that G.I. Joe would be a phenomenon that we'd be talking about 30 years later? Here Hell, comes a new challenger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mosquito, just so you know from He-Man, the stuff, the blood that's inside Mosquito, if you guys are not familiar with Mosquito, he is a He-Man toy with like a blood sort of liquid, a red liquid inside of him. 
And that liquid is actually highly toxic. It even has a label, a warning label on the packaging to say it oh is highly toxic. Oh my goodness. The fact that Mattel managed to get away with that uh, is, is amazing. So yeah, I think, I don't know. I think uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is, is Hasbro is trying to protect themselves from lawsuits. Meanwhile, Mattel's got like very poisonous goo inside Mosquito. And I know as a kid, <laughs> I would have totally torn Mosquito apart to get to that stuff. Mm, yum, 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 yum. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> wouldn't have eaten it. I just would have been like, I wonder what it's like. I wonder what it feels like. Anyway, carrying on. <laughs> Death. <laughs> Gents, shall we open up Postbox The Pit? Heck yeah. Yeah, although I've got one little G.I. Joe, like Mortal Kombat-y type topic I want to quickly throw at you guys. Um, yes. Just before we, we get into some postbox, the pit. Are we tying it a little closer back to G.I. Joe? We are going to tie it into G.I. Joe. So you have, uh, I was going to make it like you have to choose three G.I. Joes, but let's just take one G.I. Joe. It can be any G.I. Joe you want. And let's just say that that G.I. Joe has been chosen as one of the champions of Earthrealm. That G.I. Joe is in the Mortal Kombat universe. Um, he has been staking out Shadow... Uh, I wanted to call it Shadow Lou. He's been uh, stalking the <laughs> Black Dragon. Uh, Shadow Lou is from Street Fighter, if, FYI. Yeah. Anyway, but he's been sto stalking the Black uh, Dragon uh, crime syndicate, which Kano is the, the leader of, but ultimately it's actually Shang Tsung. Anyway... Um, and they run into fellow, you know, members of the American Special Forces, Sonya Blade and um, uh, Jax. And um, yeah, so they've just been unwittingly sucked into this Mortal Kombat universe. And it could be a Cobra or a G.I. Joe. Um, who, would, who would your character be? And more importantly, what would their fatality be? So like, whoever your character is, what would, what would be their cool fatality if they were in a Mortal Kombat game? Let's start with Rob for a change. <laughs> I actually came up with a whole bunch of different ones. Um, oh, then Shay. <clears throat> but I think, well, it wasn't like crazy, like in-depth in things. But like I thought Destro would be a cool choice. I mean, he's got the, the rockets on his on his wrist. Um, and obviously, I mean, he can incorporate any of his vehicles or even do like a cool, um, like fatality where like uh, he like calls in his troops, you know, and they're kind of like all the, the iron grenadiers and they'll kind of like stab the enemy to death and throw grenades at them and just go crazy. <laughs> um, another cool one I thought would be like someone like Steeler or someone where, you know, he's kind of like a, he's a brawler and then his fatality is he kind of brings in the Mobat and he kind of like grinds you down into, in, into, into the ground or you can kind of like blast you with the cannon from the, from the, from the tank. <laughs> let's make it let's make it extra juicy in Mortal Kombat like the Mobat comes onto the screen and it's like it's it's pitched up a little bit and the tread is going and then he takes the bad guy's head and he like shoves it into the tread. Yeah. I think that's even cooler. Stealer <laughs> wins fatality. I think I think a good a good pairing with Mortal Kombat would actually be someone like Serpentor. Um, mm. where he kind of like has, he is mystical, mystical in himself. I mean, in a way, I mean, yes, it's kind of science that kind no, of he is. Him, but He's yeah. But it's it's mysticism from, you know, like the, the idea that you combine all the DNA of all of these uh, leaders of the past. And, and I think you can do a lot with that. Um, you know, kind of like his abilities are based on the different leaders that he he's made up of. And I suppose his fatalities could also be, um, you can have different varieties of fatalities based on those. Or the air chariot. I mean, it would be cool to have him like come into the arena on the air chariot. 
you know, this yeah. side command. There we go. That's cool. Like, I just imagine him taking one of those snakes, you know, like making it like straight and just like, yes, smashing yeah. it through like, like the dude and then it like pulls out his heart and then he makes another snake <laughs> and he like sticks it in and he like pulls out the guy's brain and you've got these two like snakes like chowing <laughs> on a brain and a heart and it's like, and then he like his arms open. It's like, Serpentor wins. <laughs> I think Spencer would be actually a really good fit because it's it's such yeah. a Mortal Kombat is such like a mysticism and magic based world. I think you know it's obviously it's talking about other dimensions, other realities, um, and I and think it, a character and like it has Serpentor technology would work as really well. well. And it does. Yeah. It has very good yeah, technology. Cyrax um, and Sector. Yeah. So I think Serpentor would probably be the best fit for it, or at least in my opinion, I I pick Serpentor as my as my my character. Hmm. Hey guys, we're always trying to find a place to fit the 1987 freaks. So <laughs> why not just put, you know, push Boa, Raptor, and Crocmaster into the oh, Mortal yeah. Kombat world? Their fatalities <laughs> are kind of they write themselves. I mean, in the case of Raptor, he summons a bird, it swoops down and just tears your eyeballs out. Uh, or like you're dropping papers. Like of ta taxes and stuff, <laughs> crushes oh, God, you. Yeah. Oh yeah, he... <laughs> nice, nice. The IRS get a hold of you, <laughs> oh, tear you so limb from if... limb. Be so funny if like Falcon summons a bird, like his his bird like shrieks, and then like a whole raptor. bunch of doves and pigeons. Raptor. I mean, sorry, raptor, a whole bunch of pigeons. Easy mistake and stuff, to like, make. They're all like, uh, sort of. Uh, like smother the enemy and like to pick at him to like ah, death and then uh, eventually and then then they fly away and all is like a bloody skeleton you know because these oh, doves fantastic. and pigeons and other birds in the in the vicinity of like <laughs> cockatoo wow i'm quite fucked in my head anyway carry on <laughs> how would crocmaster's uh, fatality work would you just tumble tumble off the the field of play and into a swamp and then oh that'd be fantastic hmm how would his mm. go? Oh, uh, that could be quite, yeah. Like maybe one of the things that he could do is, is like, he, he just like, um, kind of summons something or he like, or he runs off the screen and the next thing, like this, like giant crocodile just walks onto the screen and just like chows the dude, you know, like, like uh, in snap, sections, snap. like the head, half, yeah. torso, <laughs> legs. <laughs> I caught a headline on a, a feed that I was just scrolling, um, just showing a picture of a giant alligator like consuming another giant al alligator and a or guy caught that on tape well guys crocs and alligators they are apex predators meaning they will eat anything including their own kind so they keep a wide berth like baby crocodiles have to flee from their own mother crazy or... they hatch they hatch and they start hiding immediately because they will be gobbled up as food anyways so yeah it's it's a, it's a croc eat croc world how would boa's fatality work does he just pummel you until you're a, a, a red mist oh he could shove that um that that the thing that he uses to practice on up your ass oh yes <laughs> the, the, the punching bag <laughs> the joke well, he rips your head off and then he plops it on there and he's like punches that <laughs> That's a great idea, Rob. That is awesome. Hey, I must, like, these are great, great suggestions, but I must say my first thought for some reason, and this is how fucked up I am, Paul, ran to Bullhorn, 
whipping out his bullhorn and oh, just Darren screaming. So proud. Screaming yeah. until your head explodes. Until your flesh <laughs> comes off. It's very similar to, to Right. You could even do like Lady J from the cartoon and she kind of just like spears you to death. So like dozens of spears kind of like fly in. Mm -hmm. yeah, the, I... the ideas are endless, basically. Indeed. I mean... So let's put a pin in it and listen to a message from Well, I, I've got one that I wanted to put in. Shut up, Paul. I thought I thought you guys would have said this, but I've been sitting on this. So firstly, my character choice would be Ninja Force Zartan. Because he looks so Mortal Kombat. Um, he actually looks so fighting game, so street brawler. Anyway, um, he would like basically, you know, it would be the fatality. And he would take, you know, the, the backpack from the version one um, Zartan where he mm -hmm. makes the faces. And he just walks and he takes that backpack and he just clasps it over the guy's face. And goes, and like steam comes out. And then he opens it up and then it's got that like, you know, the Jesus face that he comes with. That his figure comes yeah. with. And then that guy's like, and then the head like expands and then like it just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really cool be and he can up. become other characters as well so I mean, yes, he could he actually could. Be transformed to other characters nemesis yeah. enforcer i think would also be a good good choice someone from the yes but uh i think bard recommended that yeah he he would definitely he, he looks like he actually fits in there too and he's got the spikes on his arms and kind of spike you to death he can with the wings he can fly into the air and drop you from from on high he's such a um, he's such a cool like um uh, like second boss you know before you fight shao Kong. yes you know yeah you can actually do that yeah mm -hmm. he doesn't even say anything when he does his moves it's just like <laughs> Ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right boys strap in cool. here comes uh, oh. counselor psych out we all know that gi joe is the best of the best of the best of the best and we also know that a chain is only as strong as its weakest link so not to be too negative but who do you think is the weakest gi joe or if you want to be a little more positive who is only the best of the best Who's mm. the weak link in the G.I. Joe chain? Who's kind of like a not-so-good Joe? Shipwreck? <laughs> no. Shipwreck, no. I'd, it's, that's difficult. I would, I would almost lean towards... Can you lean towards people whose like, combat specialties are more like less combat-y? Because, I mean, they still have <laughs> a, a, an integral thing to play. I mean, my first thought actually was Scoop. Scoop would be a weak link, actually. <laughs> It wasn't just your first yep. thought. I, yep. See, uh, I love Scoop, but um, what, what does he add <laughs> uniquely to a battlefield, you know, that you need to have there? I mean, I was going to say someone like, uh, I suppose, Lightfoot or someone Duh, like that. Gravitas have, and cinematography. <laughs> <laughs> they have their, their uses on the battlefield, but they're niche uses, you know? So if they're not able to do the thing that they're good at, I mean, they're a weak link otherwise on on. Uh, certain certain battlefields. Wow! If Chris McLeod has to hear this podcast, he's going to be so cross with me when I say Lightfoot. Mm. Are you actually saying Lightfoot? Yeah. I just literally just pulled Lightfoot out of my head. I was like, he's an explosives expert, but it's like when he's not detecting explosives, what else does he do? Draws fire. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with that blue helmet. I mean. That's why they had to put him in the night force because he was like, dudes, I mean, the insurance on him alone must have been like ridiculous that G.I. Joe was like, put him in brown. <laughs> Damn it. 
So I would say, I mean, there are strong links, but it would, depending on the context of the battlefield, there would be a weak link. Is the, is the guys who are highly specialized? See, um, I, I see in our comments. Answer. In comments, we have um, sneak peek from MCDJ ACDC, and then mainframe from Gaz. And you know what's mm. interesting? Uh, I always thought mainframe was exactly that, that he was kind of like, oh, he's just the, the computer guy or whatever. But mainframe's actually got some chops. Eh? He's quite badass, actually. Like, he, he, it seems like he's chosen the quiet life because he is quite badass. He's just too good, military you know? career. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's like, I'm chilled. <laughs> I, I can fly a desk for the rest of my life. I'm happy. I've killed enough people in Vietnam. I hate my life for it. And I was really good at doing it. He's like John Rambo in my mind. That's how my mainframe came across to me from his file mm. card. Um, but sneak peek, I mean, it's worth mentioning that, like, I know sneak peek was kind of, if you look at him, he also seems fairly useless. But if you check into the pages of, Co uh, of G.I. Joe Cobra and, and, and all that, sneak peek is it's pretty, also, like, not a, a dude that, like, if you were stuck, uh, if you only had sneak peek with you, he would help you shoot out of a bad situation lightfoot not so much lightfoot's like i wish i had my robot <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i think in the end it really depends on context um and and you could argue almost anyone i mean not anyone but i think the people who are more highly specialized but i'm probably for myself um i finally thought of someone fast draw i think once he's fired off those two missiles he really has nothing else to do on the battlefield Mm. he's kind of he like sitting there in his heavy armor and he, he kind of he's kind of like lumber after you like hey, guys hold on i can't catch up uh, my hockey what about pads blowtorch and barbecue you can argue them as well but i think in Them's the end fighting words <laughs> <laughs> i think he's got to choose someone and he's personally got to be your your weak link um mm. I, I choose fast draw and it sounds like you've chosen lightfoot paul yeah, I have. Sorry, Chris. From uh, <laughs> yeah, Stephen, where do you Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. Or is he the weak? Yeah. Is he the weak link? Of the whole. Yeah, because when he's yep. on the battlefield, everybody else quits. They're just like, oh, Snake Eyes <laughs> is here. He can do everything. Morel's just like. <laughs> I think. So I make... think in terms of a team operation, Snake Eyes is a liability because he just like. Is there an effective way he can communicate? He's a solo operations dude. That's, yeah, that's you, his function. You kind of have to tell him before the mission goes out. Like, this is the mission. This is what you should do. And then after that, it's like you just have to trust that he gets <laughs> it done. But also, I'm just trolling everybody. I don't really believe it to be Snake Eyes. He's bloody <laughs> potent. Even, even if he is in the squad, he's still a potent um, addition to the team. So what if he can't express himself? I mean... <laughs> He fires his Uzi into the air if uh, <laughs> he needs to get attention. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so you're going to go with Lightfoot too? Is that, is that right? I'm going to go with Shipwreck once again because I think that's part. That's a key part of his character is that he is a liability. But if the topic <laughs> is asking he's if he's the weakest, no, he's not the weakest. But like he's in it for himself over and above anything else and if that is a weakness yeah yeah but that's part of his charm yeah i could go around circles but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with my guns <laughs> and, and say shippy well there we go bam we've chosen our weakest links goodbye
<laughs> well, the Guys, thing is like, still trying yeah. to get through some wish list items. Can you believe all the way back in whenever it was we asked? But Zach Whitmore has a great one. His top five wish list items are: he wants GI Joburg trio de Berg. That means us three. You want oh, us, Zach? Interesting. You got us, baby. As, as uh, toys. He, yeah. He wants the lunge. Hey, Paul, you're. Yes, it's, it it's going the through pipeline? testing and it's going through fitting and stuff at the moment, yeah. It's fascinating. It's, it's coming. For those of us in the dark, the lunge is a accessory for your classified figures. It is a jetpack that Paul rendered in art and has been put into three dimensions um, by yeah, just, your graphics guy. Yeah, by my three D dude. And it's cool. That like dude. a lot of stuff is working with it. It's just that it's just yeah just making sure it's nice that it looks right and, and making and sure it fits i suppose on more more figures than not Depending and the final item that's true the final too, yeah. item is the slaughterhouse which i presume is an ah. action figure representation of sergeant slaughter jr aka zazel phoenix from sergeant slaughter's slaughterhouse heck yeah those are some cool mm -hmm. choices Robert Kalubitan yeah. from Manila says that at this point it's not likely, but if you must know, again, my favorite, uh, my top five items would be the Cobra Knight Raven, the Tactical Battle Platform, the Terradrome, the G.I. Joe HQ from 83, and the USS Flag. Chris Kanak mm. says, <laughs> a couch, blanket, and backyard. Jeez, buddy, I hope you can track down those wishless items in 2021. Um <laughs> blankets might be kind of essential at this point and uh, rachel salinas says he has most of what he wants but uh, he loved the apc the remote control mobat i mean if jada toys can do a remote control vamp surely a mobat is possible a remote control mauler a black dragon vtol drone presumably one that actually flies and could mm -hmm. uh, carry at least one classified figure great and for the retro line, he would love to see the Cobra Aspid, aka the ubiquitous Cobra transport tro uh, helicopter. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Good list, man. AKA a lot of RC items. I take it you like to hold onto a remote instead of a toy. <laughs> this is where you and I will uh, not see eye to eye, Rachel. But yeah, that's, that's a cool list, man. Well thought out. All right, gents. I think that brings me to the end of my agenda. Wow. So um, putting that out there for everybody, please let us know in the comments what you thought or what you feel are your favorite uh, or are the Mortal Kombat figures that you would have picked up as a kid. Or maybe you did pick up some Mortal Kombat figures as a kid. Tell us in the comments below. Alternatively, if you have some great ideas for G.I. Joes that you think would fit very well in the Mortal Kombat universe and have a cool fatality or special move to go with them, tell us in the comments below. And... Uh, yeah, and if you think I should buy a Zartan, uh, a Dreadnought cycle for myself, tell us in the comments below. Although, I do warn you, I probably have done it already <laughs> so, <laughs> by the time you see this video. Um, yeah, because it's, it's my birthday this month. Yay! <laughs> so, um, hey, it's also G.I. Joburg's birthday this month. We recorded Yay! our first episode on the 15th of October 2011, Paul. Damn, so, are you saying we ew. should do some kind of like you live guys. stream thing? <laughs> well, get this. Uh, Podcasts from the Pit are going to hold us to our promise that we are going to live uh, play a um, 
a GI Joe campaign, the the role playing game. Oh, that's happening from oh, yeah. Renegade Studios. Okay, yeah, it's I happening. see the books are on Big, uh, Big Bad Toy Store. I think it's forty six dollars uh, for the starter guide, and are I think it's twenty dollars for the screen. Yeah, no, it's still, um, still pre-order. It's a still a pre-order, but they're available for purchase. So I think okay. uh, we'll have them as early as January or February next year, um, shipping and stuff permitting. So, yeah, that's a thing. Um, no doubt. Hmm. Oh, and the shipwreck love hits back in the comments that, you know, MCDJ, CDC puts it out pretty plainly that if we infiltrate the red light district, we'll need shippy. Granted, yes, the man does have his uses. <laughs> um, I mean, it was HCC seven eight eight that alerted me to the fact that like Shipwreck's file card is a direct allusion to like soliciting the services of a prostitute, <laughs> basically, <laughs> that he can find a lady of the night in Tool, Greenland. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> there's a, there's a base, a US base out there. And it's it's a pretty desolate um, region, and uh, you know we I've seen aerial photographs of it, and I think to myself, well, shit, is there someone working that base? Well, shipwreck knows her, <laughs> evidently. All right, gents, we've got a big week coming up. Um, the third part of our Renegades play motion finally is ready to roll. In fact, as of recording, it's it's in the can. It's ready. There might be one or two tweaks that I make midweek, but uh, I could have released it a week early. I'd rather just um, promote it this week and 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 see see if we can drum up some more excitement. Uh, I will announce the title. Uh, you heard it first on GI Joburg episode two one eight. Um, this one is courtesy of our buddy from Sergeant Slaughter Slaughterhouse, Zazel. Um, it was his suggestion, and Paul and I couldn't be more thrilled to go with it. It's going to be called Cobra Clutch. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds which, good. Which I realize after the fact is a, is a fun little um, double entendre. I mean, everyone knows the Cobra Clutch as Sergeant Slaughter's like signature wrestling move. The Camel Clutch then became the Cobra Clutch. But um, it's kind of ambiguous. Like... In this instance, is it Sergeant Slaughter dealing out Cobra Clutch or are the Renegades in the clutches of Cobra? Hmm. Hmm. Find out so, yeah. in the next episode of Renegades. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, yes, the, the premiere will be next weekend. It'll probably time um, with uh, Saturday evening for the United States, which will put it squarely in the, the wee hours of Sunday morning for uh, South Africa and Europe. In Australia, it'll be Sunday morning, um, about 10 a.m. Uh, yep. I hope we can uh, see as many of you guys there as possible. Uh, I guess I, I'm I'll... staying up. Woohoo! Sounds good. Um, cool. Yes. Feels It feels good to get this one out. It's been a labor of love. I've been chipping away at for months now. Whenever I can get onto location, get some toys and get some footage in the can, I have. Um, it's always been a juggle with the kid. And the wife and other things, but it's done, and I'm very, very pleased with how it turned out. So, I hope everyone enjoys our little uh, adventure next week. Yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting stuff. And, and if you'd like to get hold of us, 
a real South African hero at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your comments, your suggestions for topics. Send us voice notes if you'd like them played on the show. Or just hit us up wherever we're social. You'll find us, G.I. Joburg, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. And How do the guys get hold of you, boys? Well, I mean, I'm on all of the socials as well. Although um, you have your best bet to get hold of me on Facebook or um, Instagram. Uh, and that's p.l underscore art for my art page if you want to get hold of me. Otherwise, Facebook, I'm always on the G.I. Joburg group. So if you pay, uh, post something there and you tag me in it, I will see it. I always do. And I've seen some cool stuff on the Facebook um, group. So, yeah, keep it up, guys. Um, otherwise, Rob, how do people find you, dude? Uh, I'm on all of those. Well, I'm on Instagram and Twitter as no clarity. Yeah, no clarity here. Um, and I am on Facebook. I don't go on Facebook, but um, I'm there. And you as can always, try Instagram or Twitter. Those, those are probably better options. I look cool. at those yeah. more often. Yeah, Rob's, uh, Rob's Insta game is, is quite strong. And because uh, I see him liking <laughs> a lot of the same stuff I like. So like Gundam Heck paintings, yeah, etc. Um, and if you want to join stuff. the Berg Force, that's our illustrious Patreon group. Ooh. Uh, where you'll be um, part of these live uh, part of the live audience for our podcast. You can check it out in the link below. It's also on the screen. That's uh, www.patreon.com forward slash GI Joburg. But hey, click the link in the description. It's easier and you'll have access to a whole bunch of cool stuff like the music that we make for the for the uh, play motion episodes and some wallpapers and some cut out cardboard uh diorama accessories which after looking at extreme sets i'm even more inspired to do even bigger ones so let's see how that goes and um for our patreons that are currently part of the berg force well you guys have been receiving links in your dms uh from me with uh, like little cool little things that i've been doing for you guys don't reveal what they are yet when i've covered all of you we're gonna do a big reveal and so, yeah, so, you know, if you want to get in on that, join now because I'm only doing it for the month of October uh, because it is my birthday month. And I figured, hey, it would be cool to give something cool to the Bergforce from me to you. So check that out. And then we also have the G.I. Joe Berg merchandise, which is also linked in the description below. So if you want to look cooler than your friends, come check out our merch. <laughs> Heck yeah. And it's your friends or G.I. Joe Berg you know, unless they and... have GI Joburg shirts, then you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> so... <laughs> and for anyone who uh, clicked off this podcast uh, as soon as we started the sign out shit, uh, let's do a quick fire topic. <laughs> They're missing out. <laughs> Gents, anyone in this particular chat who likes the Iron Grenadiers more than the Vipers, speak now. Paul, Rob. Gents oh. in the chat strap. God. <laughs> is it I Team IG or Team Viper? It's Team IG for me, but it's like by a hair, dude. It's because the... IG, I think, looks cooler, actually. Ah. They, so they just look looking. more elite, you know, compared to, like, the typical Viper. I mean, Viper's are almost too basic. They're like the basic bitch of Cobra. Um, okay. Well, let's wait for the, the, the chats to trickle in. Ah, I guess. Iron Grenade, yeah. Gaz is for the Vipers. I tell you what the Iron Grenadier uniform lacks, which the Viper uniform has over it. Like, the Cobra symbol is such a strong graphic. Mm. 
and it really is a nice little pop of detail oh, right I on the chest. Say a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I also think the Viper's gun is so signature; it's it's terrific. The backpack, take it or leave it. It's a black backpack; like it's not particularly uh, flashy. I mean, it's unique, but it's it, it, it you know blur blur your eyes, and it could be uh, Battle Core. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Gung Ho's backpack. Anyways, yeah. got some responses. Seems like uh, Ryan's with Team IG, Troy's with the Vipers, Chris is with Team Viper, Matt's with the IGs, <laughs> MC DJ ACDC has tied them up. So, gosh, I think that splits us. My goodness. Uh-oh. Maybe, maybe I should like throw this into the mix. Uh, if you can imagine a Viper or an IG as a sideshow collectibles figure or as a 12-inch or as a 6-inch Joe with all of the details, uh, would that sway your opinion? <clears throat> I know that I bought the two Cobra Vipers from Sideshow myself and that was just <laughs> because of all of the cool stuff that they come with. Uh, and I know that as much as I love the IGs, I would have gotten one from Sideshow and been like, oh, I wish they had a backpack and a little bit more tactical stuff. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, and you don't have to look further than the Crimson Guard by Sideshow to mm. see what kind of cool stuff they added to make it awesome. So anyway, I'm just throwing that out. If, if you look, that was going to be my curveball. Does anyone's answer change if we pit the IG up against the Crimson Guard? So anyone oh, who's God. Team IG, mm. would you flip... Flip to the mm. Crimson Guard. Mm. Mm. I know Ronald Hoff would totally go with the. <laughs> All right. Well, scroll on down to the chats or the comments section below and weigh in, guys. I will be keeping score. Is it the Viper? Is it the IG? Is it the Crimson Guard? Bot's still sticking with the IG. Gaz is still <laughs> with the Viper. Nice. I like it, boys. It seems we have a. Uh, some very, very firm battle lines drawn here. Heck yeah. And that's it. it. That's our show for this evening, this morning, this afternoon, whenever. Thanks for joining us and see you next week. I hope we can see as many of you as possible at the Playmotion premiere. I mean, if you enjoy our podcast, chances are you like us playing with our toys in front of camera. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> if not... Uh, give it a try uh, you might like what you see or you might feel secretly embarrassed for these grown men <laughs> going <laughs> but uh yeah i enjoy it it's it's my happy place i would long to do this all day every day but life anyways yo joe berg everybody thanks for joining us for this awesome show berg you yeah, you yeah. out right out